Today's episode of the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling is brought to you by our new sponsor, ConcertMats.com. Head on over to ConcertMats.com and create a one-of-a-kind mat from your favorite concert memory in three easy steps. Again, head on over to ConcertMats.com for more information. And now it's time for the two-man power trip of wrestling. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Hey, everybody out there. This is the franchise Shane Douglas. Remember me? <laughs> ECW World Heavyweight Champion. The ECW. When you want to load down the professional wrestling, come right here to the two-man power trip of wrestling. You'll get all the load down. <laughs> well, guys, it's great to be on the, on the show again. I appreciate you asking me back. It just You said you were going to pinch yourself. I didn't know it was that kind of show now. I mean, if you guys are in the privacy of your own home, if you want to do these things. but Chad and John, the two-man power trip. That's, uh, that's an awesome uh, name for yourselves. Good. How you doing, Chad? Hey, Johnny. Cool, man. What's going on? We ready to go or what? This is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This is Scotty Riggs, and you're listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling. Hey, man. What's up, guys? This is Homicide. Oh, that's my homie. Homicide with a big homie club. Yeah, that would be it. Hey, this is David Penzer, and this is the two-man power trip of wrestling. Well, thank you. Thank you. Hear me. Fear me. What's going on, guys? This is a 7-foot, 330-pound DNA of TNA. That's right. My DNA is outer space. And you're listening to the two-man power trip of professional wrestling. You know, I, I don't do many wrestling shows anymore, probably because I'm a bit ignorant. You guys probably know 10 times more than I do. Great talking to you guys. It's been your pleasure. <laughs> They've worked in and around the wrestling business. They've studied thousands of hours of wrestling, and now they bring to you the greatest legends, Hall of Famers, creative minds, and both current and future stars of pro wrestling. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of wrestling. Wastelock looking for the German. TJ fights. Standing switch. Rolls him up. Only two. He's got the hooks in. Permission. He's got it locked in. TJ slips out. TJP! Throw, 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 throw. 
the two-man power trip of wrestling brought to you today and powered by our new sponsor, ConcertMats.com. Stay tuned a little bit later on in the show to find out how you can turn your favorite concert memory into the mat of a lifetime. That's right, ConcertMats.com. You are going to hear so much more about this unique product in just a little bit. But if you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and as always, I'm joined by the one and only John Paz. And John, today on the show, we are welcoming in an MMA fighter turned wrestling star, a guy who is slowly but surely climbing up the ranks of the professional wrestling circuit. You may remember him from The Ultimate Fighter. You may remember him from his fights in the UFC. But Matt Riddle is the one who joins the two-man power trip of wrestling today. And I got to tell you something, Matt Riddle coming over from the world of mixed martial arts into professional wrestling has been quite the story so far. And I still, I'm going to say it a thousand times, I cannot believe the amount of publicity he has not gotten for his transition into professional wrestling because he has been the most successful MMA star to really get into the business since I would say, I guess, uh, you you could kind of give the nod to Ronda Rousey getting in the ring at WrestleMania, but... I guess if you look back to Dan Severn and Ken Shamrock leaving wrestling and going to MMA and then back, you haven't seen somebody get the success of a guy like a Matt Riddle has had so far. And John, as we get rolling into this interview, as we kind of look at the career of Matt Riddle, I know you're definitely interested in the mixed martial arts side of Matt Riddle's career. And when we kind of look at the scope of that, now I know he might have left under some uh, you know, controversial uh parting of the ways, I guess you could say, with the UFC and MMA, but you look at Matt Riddle's career and what he did in in the UFC and what he did in MMA, he was a very successful fighter, and he's taking the ball and running with it and transitioning really well into the wrestling world with Evolve and really being the golden boy as it is right now in Evolve Wrestling with Gabe Sapolsky uh, leading the way and leading the charge and trusting a guy like Matt Riddle to kind of get Evolve going to the next level. But, John, why don't you talk a little bit about his MMA background and maybe give us a little bit of information on how good of a fighter he really was because if his wrestling career is any indication on what he did in MMA, then obviously we've got a hell of a wrestler on our hands. Yes, Chad, back here again for another amazing episode at the two-man power trip of wrestling. And today is quite a fun episode that we're going to produce for you. Very fun interview, and that is, of course, with MMA star turned pro wrestling superstar Matt Riddle. This was a really, really good episode, I I think, not only as far as being topical and and touching on a lot of current stuff but also we delve deep into his MMA career as well which I thought was cool you know I'm a big MMA fan myself so it's really cool to kind of uh, delve into that world as well as we talk about what he thinks of Dana White we get into the tough house a little bit we talk about the ultimate fighter we talk about his huge KO of Dan Simler so a lot of fun MMA talk for sure and of course talk about his UFC release we get into the fact that he basically left the UFC like no other guy ever has in the past on a four fight win streak obviously a couple of them were overturned because of you know certain drug use but I personally I ignore that I know Matt ignores that as well because he won all those fights so he leaves the UFC on a four fight win streak ends his MMA career on a five fight win streak so pretty impressive there so 
usually when guys jump from MMA to wrestling, it's basically because they're kind of washed up. They don't have much to give in the MMA world anymore. So they come back to the wrestling world or they come to join the pro wrestling world. But not Matt. He was wildly successful in, in MMA. And then he just jumped over pro wrestling because the timing's right, the, the money, uh, what he wanted to do with his life, you know, kind of a, a little bit of a change of heart, if you will. Always was a wrestling fan, but a little change of heart as far as MMA and pro wrestling. You hear all about that in the interview. A lot of fun stuff and very, very interesting comments he makes about, you know, his future in MMA and would he come back and actually fight some more fights a la Brock Lesnar and a la Bobby Lashley. Yeah, we can keep talking about the MMA stuff, and obviously the Brock Lesnar and the Bobby Lashley dream matches are definitely there. And really, if you think about two guys that uh, really made a successful jump from wrestling into mixed martial arts, those are two yet another names, like I referenced Severin and Shamrock, who are kind of like the old school version now of Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, who have done an amazing job of going back into their respective areas and, and taking care of business but you know when we look at matt riddle's time in transitioning from mma to wrestling you know it's a small sample yes but still it's developing and there's still a lot of stuff that needs to kind of uh get worked out and he's very very brutally honest about uh the feedback he's gotten and really what everybody who he's come in contact with whether it's a talent scout with wwe or somebody within evolve or some of these other organizations that he's working with that he's getting great feedback he's getting honest feedback and he's trying his hardest to work at getting better but john we talk about the mma opponents we talk about the mma wrestling uh, mma fights talk about it from the wrestling perspective and maybe some of the opponents that we have to look forward to if you want to search out some matt riddle matches or uh some of the things if you bring them all together you know wwe is definitely uh it's out there but right now the focus is on evolve uh, and there's so much to talk about with that but john kind of fill us in a little bit with the wrestling gaps here with matt riddle and give us a little bit of a background of how his time uh training in professional wrestling has gone so far well of course most of this interview was about pro wrestling of course and with matt's career in pro wrestling basically only started in 2014 i mean it's basically been a year plus two years almost in the wrestling business and Boy, has he left a mark. Boy, has he left a stamp on the wrestling business. Think about what he's doing in Evolve right now. He is now the face of Evolve, which is great because Evolve has that near and dear relationship with WWE. And obviously Triple H and Gabe Sapolsky have a very good relationship. And it feels like a lot of guys coming from Evolve going right to WWE. Case in point, TJ Perkins, Drew Gulak, etc. So, I mean, there's a lot of crossover there and... I think you have to kind of um, kind of hedge your bets that Matt will end up in the WWE sooner rather than later. And we do, obviously we get into that and I'll get into that in a second, but with Evolve and him kind of being the face of Evolve now and us getting into that with you know Gabe's vision and, and what Joey Styles had to say about Matt and everyone else, what kind of they think about him, I wanted to delve deep and talk about some of the guys he's wrestling in Evolve and having these amazing matches that's really been able to set him apart from everybody else. And with those matches, I'm talking about a guy like Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams, who's had he's had a great series of matches against, uh, Ricochet, who's a great wrestler, 
Zack Sabre Jr., who's one of my favorite wrestlers out there today. And, of course, one of the show's favorites, and that is Chris Hero. And he's having a crazy series of great matches against Chris. And one of them will be coming up very soon for Evolve, as William Regal will be there scouting that show. So I'm sure he will have his eye on the Big Hero Riddle 3 match. And I know I will, too, because you know when Matt's in the ring, it's going to be an awesome, awesome dogfight. Absolutely a dogfight from a guy who's tough as nails and the best is yet to come with Matt Riddle. And I really think that people are going to learn a lot about who Matt Riddle is, but also learn a lot about where he's going. And uh, the future definitely is bright for Matt Riddle. And hopefully we will be uh, talking soon about WWE superstar Matt Riddle. Now, as I mentioned off the top, today's episode is brought to you by our new sponsor, ConcertMats.com. Now, ConcertMats.com could be one of the most unique and just absolutely unbelievably cool uh, website and product that you're going to find out there. Now, if you collect any kind of memorabilia, whether it's like sports memorabilia or music memorabilia, ConcertMats.com is going to enshrine or kind of immortalize your favorite or your most prized ticket stubs or memories that you have from your favorite concert or your favorite wrestling event or your favorite sporting event. And what they do is is they take your ticket or they take your item and they make it into a full-blown, full-size mat. That's right. Like, you know, you walk in like a welcome mat style uh, of a look. They do it for mugs. They do it on blankets. And, of course, the floor mats, the mugs start at $18. The mats are 24 by 36. And as the weeks and months come, you're going to hear a lot more about ConcertMats.com. But I really want to send everybody over to ConcertMats dot com and just to to see the sheer work and they actually they put together a mat for us that we gave away at Legends of the Ring this past September and even Brutus the Barber Beefcake was just kind of taken by the sheer look of how cool it was and to enshrine and immortalize an event like the Superstars of Wrestling card that we had immortalized on this concert mat we gave away. He was completely shocked. He really loved the look of it. The color is just absolutely awe-striking and really jumps out at you. And like I said, as the weeks and months come, you're going to learn a lot more about ConcertMats.com. So get on over to ConcertMats.com, like them on Facebook, and learn more about this completely unique experience of getting your items, your personal memorabilia immortalized, like I said, on a floor mat, on a mug, or on a blanket perfect holiday gift for somebody that is a absolute nut of a collector and we want to thank concertmats.com for getting on board with the two-man power trip of wrestling now as you're going to start to hear the music come in we're going to try something a little different with the two-man power trip of wrestling business add a little production quality here but john take them the rest of the way hit them with that two-man power trip of wrestling business and get it on over to matthew riddle And now for some TMPT business. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Two Man Power Trip and at Wrestling Pal. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, please subscribe to us on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, check out the feed for past legendary episodes featuring the late great American Dream Dusty Rhodes. Bruno San Martino, Jesse the Body Ventura, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, WWE Lead Attorney, Jerry McDivitt, the phenomenal AJ Styles, the Demon Kane, Dean Ambrose, and so many more. 
Also, while you're on the web, check out our website, tmptofwrestling.com. That is tmptofwrestling.com. Also, while you're surfing the web, go to wrestlinginc.com. Yes, that is wrestlinginc.com, your number one news source for professional wrestling and sports entertainment. Also, please check out prowrestlingtees.com. Yes, that is prowrestlingtees.com for your t-shirt needs featuring stores like our own store at the two-man power trip of wrestling tito santana coco beware magnum ta paul orndorff kevin thorne and buff bagwell also for you android users out there check us out on player fm and now without any further ado he is an MMA star turned professional wrestling superstar. He is known as Deep Waters, or also known as Chipper. He is now the face of Evolve Wrestling. He is Matt Riddle. Please enjoy. incredibly stoked to talk to he is what we like to call a crossover superstar into the world of professional wrestling of course you know him from the ultimate fighter you know him from the world of mixed martial arts most specifically in the ufc he's taking over the wrestling industry in a way that i'm very excited to see where the career heads but as he starts his journey Matt Riddle joins the two-man power trip of wrestling. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Oh, it's our pleasure. Like I said, you know, we're excited to have you. It's, uh, it's a topic John and I have definitely shot back at one another uh, quite a bit, and it is what is your uh, future in professional wrestling. And thus far, I think from a fan's perspective, it's, uh, it's going pretty well. But, uh I guess first question would be to you. How do you think everything's been going since you transitioned over into professional wrestling? You know, at first, it was a little slow, you know, just because uh, I got into the UFC, like, after, like, six months of training. So I assumed I'd get into pro wrestling just as quick, you know. And pro wrestling's actually a lot harder to pick up than one might think. And, uh... So, you know, it was kind of a struggle at first, but then once I started to get things and understand how the business side worked and really got a grasp on connecting with the crowd instead of just doing moves, you know, it it became so much fun, and I'm just having a blast. It's something I've always wanted to do, and the success I'm having, you know, my first big year is crazy. Just crazy. That's all I can say, really. It's crazy. It's uh, it's so cool from our side to see you get into it, you know, know who you are coming into professional wrestling, and then to see how it's been. Obviously, like you said, lately it's starting to really take off, and uh, I think that a lot of the uh, the promotions that you've been syncing up with have really been the right moves at the right time 
But, you know, we've heard it before about, you know, MMA guys getting into wrestling, and it's not always uh, what they perceive it to be. Some guys can cut it. Some guys can't. But what do you think it was about you getting in that made you say, all right, yeah, it's a little hard, but uh, I think I'm going to stick with it? You, you know, the, the big thing is, is like it's something I've always wanted to do. It was something I wanted to do before, like, you know, MMA or even real wrestling, you know. I, I was doing backyard matches on trampolines and, you know, and stuff like that well before I even got on a real wrestling mat, you know. Uh, you know, and it's just, I, I had that passion for it. And even when I fought in the UFC, I continued to watch, you know, professional wrestling, probably more than I even watched MMA because I was training MMA all the time. And I was like working side by side with the biggest names in the UFC and mixed martial arts, you know? So I was still watching more pro wrestling and it was more entertaining to me, you know? And even when I fought in the UFC, you know, you fight to win, but I always tried to entertain the crowd, be it, you know, connecting with them one way or another, or maybe fighting a certain way, maybe going for a fight of the night or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, the you know, the kind of goals that you attain to have as a fighter in the UFC, and then the goals that you have as you really hit the grind in wrestling and you start to travel a lot more. And obviously, you know, in UFC, you know, you could be going to some glamorous, glamorous places to fight, you know, one fight. But in wrestling, you get in that car and you're driving and you're going from place to place. And I think what's cool is where you started and where you started to train at the good old Monster Factory there in South Jersey because we all know if you're a wrestling fan, you're a diehard fan, and obviously – you know, you yourself saying, you know, that you watched it, you're a backyard wrestler. You obviously know the Monster Factory created a lot, and I mean a lot of professional wrestling stars. But what got you to the Monster Factory of all places? Was it location or was it that kind of uh, that marquee feeling that the Monster Factory name kind of has with it? You know, the big thing with me is I like to work often and work hard if possible, you know, as much as I can. And uh, so I started pro wrestling. I looked at schools, and I lived in Vegas at the time, and there was only, like, the Disco Inferno, I believe, had a school out in Vegas, but there was only one school pro wrestling-wise in Vegas and only, like, a couple shows locally, you know. All the other shows were in California. And even in California, they don't run as frequently as they do in the Northeast or even the Southeast. So, you know, I have family in the Northeast, so I sold my house in Vegas, moved out to, the, you know, Pennsylvania. And then the Wild Samoans actually have a gym here in Allentown. I actually live in uh, Northampton, right by Allentown. And I was going to go there, but, you know, I think you had to pay, like, uh, a certain amount of money for six months, and you only worked out, like, three times a week, and so on and so forth, you know. And then, you know, I went to Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor was, you know, a great gym, you know, and a great fit. But they're only open twice a week. And then some weeks they were traveling for shows and they weren't open at all. So I was like, I don't know. And then I trained at the Monster Factory as well. I tried, you know, I I looked up all these places and trained at a couple of them. And the Monster Factory was open the most, had the most name recognition, and had the best connection to the WWE, which... You know, when I first got into professional wrestling, I thought, you know, that was the only place you could really make any money, so that's where I wanted to be, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's where I ended up, and, you know, 
they, you know, they taught me a lot, you know, learned a whole bunch. And then I started working with Evolve, started working with Drew Gulak at CZW, and I think he's now working at the Wrestle Factory in uh, Philadelphia. And, you know, and I'd still get a ring of honor and so on and so forth until I got to where I am today. Yeah, it's it's such a cool story. And obviously the Monster Factory's changed ownership, but still it's that name that it carries with it, you know, the Bam Bam Bigelows of the world and even a guy like the Big Show getting his start there. And it's a really, really cool, you know, kind of like New Jersey relic. And John and I being Jersey guys, it's like we always knew the Monster Factory. And so when we saw, you know, we heard that you were going there for some training, obviously that's a uh, that's a great place to start. But, you know, you mentioned two things there, the connection to the WWE and that they kind of see that as maybe uh, you got that on your resume, that's uh, – that's a pretty good little thing to have on there. But also, you know, you're moving to Evolve, which we're definitely going to get to. But with that WWE, you know, overhang, you know, and that's the place to get. Is that still, now that you've been into it for a little over a year, is that the goal? Is it to get into the WWE full-time, or are you kind of liking hitting these different spots and seeing what these other companies have to offer? I kind of like doing what I'm doing. You know, I, I don't. I really don't work during the week. I only work weekends, and I usually work Friday through Sunday. You know, I do teach some jujitsu and stuff like that during the week, but just like wrestling, that's not really work to me. You know, it's more fun. You know, so it's like, honestly, I really like what I'm doing. I only work on the weekends, a couple classes during the week, and I'm, I get all, like, that creativity. I get all that control. Like, I don't mean I get to determine if I win or lose matches, but I, I get to determine, you know, what happens in my matches, how I'm going to go down, how I'm going to sell, how is this going to happen. And I can work with, you know, the best people in the world on different stages all around the world. Because wrestling in front of different crowds in different places, you know, especially at the indie levels, a lot different than, you know, wrestling the WWE with the, you know, general fan base. The indie fan base is a hardcore fan base. They're a smart fan base, and you you had to be you had to be good. You had to know how to wrestle. You had to know how to carry yourself, and you know, there's nobody to really help you. You know. Oh yeah, definitely, and that's. Uh, I think that's all going to change, though, in terms of how the uh, independent scene is viewed, because with evolve with WWN Live and they just announced this past week that they've joined up with this Flow Sports company which apparently WWE has a hand in some of the funding of it but this Flow Sports company that is now going to basically bring independent wrestling to the world and they're going to put them on a grand scope and get get it out there and so people who have been dying to see your action in Evolve or see you out at a uh, PWG they're going to get the opportunity to see that, but on a much, much easier platform. What do you think of something like Flow Sports? Is this something that you ever imagined there could have been when you started wrestling about a year or so ago? Yeah, easily. You know, I, I feel like the market has been going, did, you know, streaming. You know, I think everybody's, you know, streaming content now. And, uh, Flow has a great platform that, you know, they do a lot of amateur wrestling, jiu-jitsu, you know, uh, mixed martial arts, plus every other sport under the sun, plus now professional wrestling. And I think they were smart getting the professional wrestling they did because, 
I say the you know the WWN brand that they picked up is probably more of a more sport wrestling than any other wrestling out there, you know. So you know, I, I think I think it's a good fit, and uh, I think you know it's going to be money. I think it's I think it's a huge deal, and it's going to get even bigger over time. Absolutely. And speaking of Flow Sports, and speaking of WWN and Evolve two huge shows coming up and not too in the distant future about a week or so from now evolve 72 and evolve 73 evolve 72 we'll start off with that one drew galloway is the opponent what are your thoughts on wrestling drew galloway i'm stoked i've been trying to get a piece of him when i first got there you know uh dude's big he's tough so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a gonna be a rough night it's gonna be a good match it's gonna be tough the fans are gonna get their money's worth that night for sure and uh yeah i think he's i think it's gonna be good you know i know he's coming back from a neck injury so you know i i you know maybe certain things will be off the table but at the same time he's a he's a tough guy so i think he'll be good and the one that i'm really looking forward to evolve 73 and it's Chris Hero, number three, the third, you know, the third battle between you guys. Just an epic feud, and it's just so awesome because he's such a great worker, always has been, and you're kind of like the up-and-coming great worker. So what do you think about working with Hero for the third time? You know, I every time we work, we just get better and better, you know. Uh, and I, I, I think the sky's the limit. I think the sky's the limit with anybody in Chris here. You know, I think he's amazing. You know, he's one of those guys that he's just really good. And, you know, and me, you know, everybody says great things about me. You know, I try to be as humble as possible. But I, I think every time we wrestle, it's just going to get better and better. Most of the people, Chris Hero is probably the only person I've wrestled three times or will be wrestling three times. Tracy Williams is the only other person I've actually wrestled three times. Everybody else I've only wrestled once, max, only once. I've never wrestled anybody else more than twice, other than, like, practice and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you've been able to have great chemistry with these guys without working so much with them. Do you kind of find yourself being a, a bit of a natural as far as being able to, you know, just automatically, like you said, you work with a guy once and, and – basically can have good chemistry with him? You know, I, I don't think necessarily that. I think it's just the way styles mesh. And I think because my style is so much different. Like, I really don't like to call much. And then I, most of the stuff I do when I chain wrestle and I start matches off or even during the matches, I'll use more amateur-based techniques. And I, I feel like that's kind of out of their element, but at the same time, everybody's knowledgeable of it. And a lot of the guys that I do work with do have amateur backgrounds or they train kickboxing or, you know, amateur jiu-jitsu or, you know, wrestling. So most of the guys I work with and wrestle with, maybe they're not a mixed martial artist, but, like, they know some kickboxing or they know some karate or they know some uh, jiu-jitsu or they know some amateur wrestling and I try to mix like that aspect into the in-betweens you know what I'm saying and I feel like that's where I can like help you know that's what makes me shine because I'm different I think that's what makes our matches different we can be on a card with Will Ospreay and 
Trevor Lee and all these other stallions and still stand out with just a hard-hitting good match, you know? Definitely. And thinking about, you know, your style and everything else, obviously you kind of look like, you know, you just came out of the cage, if you will, the MMA fighter, the, being the barefoot with the shorts. So how would you describe your style? Would you just basically say it's kind of like an MMA in pro wrestling style? Yeah, like right now, like I, I'm telling, like I tell people this all the time because you know I'm really like I've had eyes on me for a minute now in wrestling, and I, I'm doing good. I improve all the time, but like I have a like a good amount of tricks on my sleeve I haven't pulled out yet, and I think you know gradually I'm going to keep pulling more and more and more tricks out of my sleeve, and I think. Right now, of course, you know, it's a mixed martial artist that does pro wrestling. But I think over time, and I think it's already happening, I'm more of a hybrid of mixed martial arts and professional wrestling combined, you know? So, yeah. Definitely. And, you know, when you went to your WWE tryout, it was almost like, all right, he's a little too young in the business. Let's send him to Evolve for some seasoning. Is that kind of how it went down when you went for your WB tryout, or, or what did they say to you when you went there? Oh, when I went to the tryout, they said, oh, yes, 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 you know, we got to do, you know, they got to do the background check and all this stuff, and then they got to do medical, you know. So I was like, all right. So I was kind of just like waiting, and then while I was waiting, I trained at you know I said I trained at Ring of Honor a couple times, and I trained at the Monster Factory, and uh, you know, and I was like, well, if I'm not going to get picked up by the WWE, I'd rather work for Ring of Honor right now and make some money and do some stuff and do some stuff like that, you know. And so I went to Ring of Honor. We talked. Things seemed pretty legit. And then I talked to WWE because I didn't want to burn my bridge with the WWE. And they didn't say I couldn't wrestle for Ring of Honor, but they suggested I work for Evolve. And they got me in touch with Gabe. And I really liked the vision Gabe had for me. And uh, I went that route. And that was that was exactly one year ago, like this month. Or last month, you know, October. Yep, man, it's crazy to see where you've kind of evolved from because normally guys, when they have their fire or, or whatever, they usually don't all of a sudden a year later pop up on everyone's radar saying this guy's like the next big star, this guy's going to be great. So what was Gabe's vision for you, and, and how do you like working with Gabe? Well, to be honest, at the very beginning, the vision was this, is I was supposed to go to WWE still in a couple months. So I was going to wrestle like two months, and then wrestle that you know, beat the guys I wrestle, and then go against Thatcher and lose to Thatcher, and he retains the belt, looking strong and whatever, you know. But then you know, as things went on, and I improved every time I wrestled, and the WWE, you know, didn't you know didn't end up picking me up, but we didn't know this at the time because they. You know, still I was still on the radar, and they were still like I was still on the back burner. You know, it wasn't a no yet. And uh, but I just kept working with Evolve, and Gabe liked it, and you know, and uh, like I said, I've been with them for a year, and the WWE kind of gave me a pass. They said they liked what I was doing, but not right now. And I was like, cool. And Gabe and Sal at Evolve, and you know, in WWN, have been nothing but gracious to me and giving me opportunity and 
you know, all I can do is when, you know, you give me the ball, I got to run with it. And I think I've been doing a pretty good job at that. So Definitely. And it's funny that, you know, WWE's kind of like holding off. They don't know what to do. So who is it from WWE that kind of basically your middleman? Who who from WWE is like a Triple H? Is it Johnny Ace? Who do you speak to at WWE? Oh, well, I, I see people all the time. Plus, I talk to, you know, I see people from the WWE all the time, be it people on the roster or people uh, like be it Regal or, you know, when, when you work for Evolve, like, you know, like uh, the one show I was at, you know, Cesaro and Daniel Bryan and, you know, a, a bunch of guys were there, you know. And then on top of that, you always see, like I said, you know, Regal and, other people are there for seminars and et cetera. You know, they're, they're, they're always around. They're always watching us. They're always talking. You know? Definitely. And, and, and Regal will be there again uh, in, in a couple of weeks at Evolve and kind of making his presence known. Are you going to kind of uh, get in his ear a little bit and see where you stand? No. Not at all. He, he'll, he <laughs> watches the show. He knows where I stand. You know, uh, I like when it, when he when I see William Regal at these uh, seminars and shows, and I see people that paid money to go there, learn from William Regal, and talk to Regal for be it one to five minutes, whatever time you know they're given. You know, I I don't feel like it's my place to try to talk or get in his ear. You know, maybe it should be, but at the same time, I feel like out of respect to the other guys. I you know I'm not gonna do that now. Granted, if I see him just walking around not talking to anybody, I'll go <laughs> over there and say, "How are you? How's your day going?" You know, you know, et cetera. I'm a friendly guy, so but I'm not gonna force anything. <laughs> One of the most interesting things about you and involved is all these great possible matchups and these matchups that have happened. I know we talked about Chris Hero, which is awesome. Obviously, Drew Galloway is gonna be a good one but I can't help but want to see you against Timothy Thatcher again. I feel like he's underrated, under the radar. I know he's the Evolve champion, but he kind of goes under the radar. So what do you think about your feud with him and, and your matches with him? Uh, you know, to be honest, I, I, I like I liked him. I didn't like our first match. I didn't like the finish. I didn't like our second match because I didn't like the finish. Uh, it uh, To me, in my head... It's hard to have a good match when the finish is, like, not what you think it should be. Not even what you think it should be, but believability, you know? Yes. Or controversial. Sometimes, like, I think on the independent wrestling scene and even on the bigger wrestling scene, you know, people like to see clean finishes, you know? Be it, yeah. be it maybe an accident happens. You know, accidents can still happen. They can still be a clean finish, you know. Be like, well, if he didn't slip, he would have won. You know, like you can still do stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't know. It's like, And I feel like when you have like, oh, well, you broke his arm, but his hand was on the rope, so, but he can't continue, but his hand was on the rope. So, but, you know, so you don't win, but you win. You know, you, you know what I'm saying, like stuff mm-hmm. like that, or like getting kicked in the nuts and then getting headbutted and pinned, and it's like, well, why didn't he get disqualified in the rest? Like I didn't see it, and you're like, 
Well, you know, but I, I really enjoyed my third match with Tim. That was a clean finish, you know, and he beat me, you know, clean, fair and square. And I, I loved that match. A lot of people liked that match. And I thought it was, it was my favorite match with Tim. And I think if we wrestle again, like, you know, I, like I think with, you know, Chris Hero, it's just going to get better. You know, the more and more I get to work with, these guys, the better the matches are going to get. That's what freaks me out sometimes when I watch the WWE is I know these guys wrestle each other every week, a couple times a week, you know? And mm. then they're all in feuds or what have you. And, you know, and they, the, and they do what they do. And it's like, to me, it's kind of shocking because I'm like, if I got that much ring time with one person, we would be making, we could do anything, you know? So it's like, I don't know, that's in my head. But then again, they also don't have the same creative control. So maybe they want to do everything, but they still can't, so they do what they do. That's that's a damn good point. And it's funny because you've been able to have just these great matches with these guys, like you said, but you're not wrestling five times a week or, you know, you guys aren't doing house shows. It's almost like, you know, you're meeting beforehand. And like you said, you don't like to call a lot of it too much. So, I mean, it's definitely... It definitely shows, basically, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, your your greatness, but your uh, potential greatness, that you can just kind of pick it up quickly and have these great matches and even throw out there a guy like Zack Sabre Jr., who just, you know, you kind of just wrestled, uh, not, I wouldn't say one-off, but basically you just wrestled him and hadn't wrestled him too much. So what is that like, that kind of mesh of styles there and a guy like Zack Sabre Jr.? Is that just easy to have a good match with somebody like that? Easy. Easy. Just... He knows, this is a big thing with wrestling, too. And I think, like, people think it's, like, they think it's moves, it's this or that, but which it is, you know, and attitude, character. But the big thing is, like, how you, like, handle yourself, just like a fighter. When, like, you see a good fighter walk into the cage or a ring or whatever, you can just tell he's super confident or she's super confident. Like, they know what they're capable of. And they exude, you know, you, they, you know, you, they show that, and, you know, that's one thing I think I show off, you know, extremely well is like, when I go out there, it's like, I go out there just like I would in a fight. And it's like, and in a fight, it's like, I'm confident, but I'm still going to like turn it up and hurt somebody, you know? Definitely. And you have that presence about you because, you know, you're a legit or were a legit fighter who basically ended his UFC career with four wins in a row, and then his last MMA fight was a win. So do you think that helps with your wrestling career, that, man, this guy won five fights in a row, and he just decided to jump to wrestling? He could have stayed with MMA and been damn good. Yes. I think it helps me out a lot, you know, because it adds to the legitimacy, you know. Not, not that none of these other guys are legit because they are. They're, you know, they're studs. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I know most of the, even Nakamura, who's the NXT champion, if we compared, because I think he has MMA fights, and if we compare MMA records, my MMA record blows his away. And I fought, you know, in the UFC my entire career except for one fight. And that was a co-main event on TV, you know, in a pretty big league. So, yeah, Titan FC, yep. Yep. So it's funny with a lot of these guys that go from, you know, wrestling to MMA, I feel like MMA to wrestling is a little bit more rare because you think of the guys like Shamrock, Ken 
Shamrock, who obviously started in pro wrestling and then went to MMA. Dan Severin, I don't know if a lot of people knew this, he went from wrestling to MMA. And then you got like guys like uh, Takata or like a legend like Kazushi Sakuraba. So do you think it's like more rare your case where you're going from MMA to wrestling and not the other way around? Uh, I don't think it's more rare, you know. It's just I think because I know a lot of pro wrestlers that train jujitsu and you know compete in you know either jujitsu tournaments or they compete in MMA, you know. You, you know, and usually they're not as successful, but but and then like, but I'll say the same thing about like MMA and pro wrestlers because I know like Phil Baroni threw his hat in the pro wrestling ring, and I have not heard one good thing about it. You know, <laughs> and, I, and I think yep. I think I think Vanderlei Silva even had a pro wrestling match. And it wasn't the greatest, you know. And and it's nothing against these guys, you know, the great fighters. But at the same time, it's like, like I said, pro wrestling is like it, it's, it's like it's a fight. But at the same time, it's like art, you know. So yes, absolutely. And it seems like you know you're you're mastering that art, and it seems like a lot of those other MMA guys that decide to you know do pro wrestling, maybe they're doing it for the money, or maybe they think they're going to be good. And like you said. Doberoni, obviously, case in point there, you haven't heard anything good come out of that. And he was trying to, you know, pump himself up for a bit there. But do you think that because you were a fan and that you enjoyed watching wrestling, that that actually, you know, is your benefit and that, that's actually been helpful to you? Well, I think what helped me, too, is, yes, I was a fan, but I wasn't a fan of, like, the cartoony parts of wrestling. And I mean that, like, you know, the over-the-top characters – my thing, when I watch pro wrestling, I like to see the moves that look dangerous where I was like, oh, my God, is that guy okay, you know? Or when I would watch a match and the guys are, like, seriously, like, not killing, like, not literally hitting each other hard, like, in the face. But, like, you know, you know when guys are going hard, you know? Like, I, I liked competitive professional wrestling matches. Like, that really got me enthralled. You know, I wasn't really big on, like, the dancing guy that came out. Not that I didn't enjoy the Godfather's antics and the hoe train, <laughs> but at the same time, my, my thing was I was more of like you know like a Scott Steiner in his prime or a Chris Benoit, you know, or a Kurt Angle, you know, a Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart Iron Man match, you know, those kind of matches. Eddie Guerrero, Rob Van Dam, Jerry Lynn, you know, like that kind of like hardcore like competitive sport professional wrestling, you know? Those are some damn good feuds and some damn good matches and yeah, damn good exactly. wrestling. Yeah, but like but like at the same time none of those feuds are like cartoony, you know. Even if they made jokes about each other, all the matches were like hard hitting and good, you know? Yes. Yeah, they awesome made pro wrestling matches. Yep. And I feel like with your MMA, MMA background, you kind of make it even more believable as far as some of your moves and some of some of, you know your matches and stuff. Do you think that with your believability and your basically your legitimacy, do you think that that's kind of where wrestling is going to be headed more towards your style, or do you think that sports entertainment is always going to kind of rear its head? I think there's a place for everything. And I think there's a place for my style. I think there's a place for the lucha style. I think there's a place for strongman style. I think there's a place for everything. But I think the biggest 
biggest thing you can do is be able to do it all, you know? I think that's why, like, the WWE's brought back the Cruiserweight division. Because you got a division where everybody can hit power bombs, everybody can hit a tornado DDT, everybody can hit springboards, you know, like, everybody can do everything. Everybody can hit a dive over the rope or through the ropes, you know? So I think it's like, I think it's just one of those things where, you know, I think people are at the point where, like, they know what good wrestling is. They know it's a show. They know it's a work. But they also know it can be competitive. They know it can be hard-hitting and good. And I think, like, you know, the fans want that. Because I think I think we can all agree, when you see two guys wrestling and they're barely touching each other, and they're just stomping their foot every time they throw a jab, and it's just it just looks so fake and corny. Or they stomp their feet every time they throw a stomp, or uh, like a forearm to the back, and you're like, why? You know, because the thing is, it's like you might as well just lay that in, hit them hard in the back, because you're allowed to. It's a safe spot, and you'll make a better noise and get a better reaction if you just hit them instead of like doing your fake stuff. And that's that's my kind of stuff. Like I personally don't even like slapping my leg, but like. You know, when I do stuff like that, because it's like, I feel like it's corny. Like, why would I slap my leg every time I do a kick or punch, you know? And I might slap you, and that might make a noise, but I don't want to just slap my leg every time I do something. You know, <laughs> that's just, that's not believable to me. Right. The couple, I guess a couple of weeks ago, I had the uh, chance to spend basically the whole day with uh, Joey Styles, and I was kind of picking his brain on some things, and obviously he's going to be a big part of uh well, he has been a part of Evolve, but he's going to be a bigger part of Evolve going forward. And I kind of was picking his brain a little bit. I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but he was basically saying he thinks Ethan Page is going to be, you know, the top heel for Gabe going forward. And he thinks that, you know, you are going to be the top face in Evolve going forward. And he says he sees you being kind of the face of the company. Do you, you know, kind of take that as high praise? Or do you think that maybe, you know, or do you, do you decide to take the humble rat on something like that? No, I think that, I think, that's legit, you know, and I think where the company's going, like, if you've been watching where the Evolve, you know, the last couple Evolves, I think that's the direction they're going, you know, they always have the, like, I basically took Johnny Gargano's place, you know, and even Johnny Gargano passed the torch to me, like, I believe it was Evolve 69, maybe, you know, where it was in uh, Queens, New York, at LaBoom, and you know, I came out and saved Johnny Gargano, and, you know, he passed me the torch for Evolve, and I've kind of been the face. I was the face even a little before then, but now, but now, you know, really the face of the company, you know. And Ethan Page is, he's just, you know, he's very good on the microphone. He's just like Drew Galloway, you know. He's a Canadian Drew Galloway, <laughs> you know. Very good on the microphone. He can cut a pro anytime. His wrestling's good. He's a bigger guy, so if he does blindside you or attack you, it's believable that he just hurts you really bad, you know. And uh, yeah, and he, you know he's a, he can work really good. So, hmm. you know, uh, just to throw this out there before I forget, your MMA record, technically speaking, I'm going to throw up a no contest for those who actually win. So you finish up with ten and three records. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura three one and one. So you did have a much better uh, record than him uh, in MMA. Yeah, <laughs> slightly better. But then again, did he did 
what was the one for? A no contest? Yeah, it was a no contest. Did he win and like pop or something? I don't know. It, it was a no contest. They rematched, and he ended up winning the con- uh, the the, uh, the rematch. So I'm not sure what exactly happened. All right, all right. <laughs> well, it's the same guy. You know, even if he won, it's kind of hard to give him two wins. Anyway, being the same guy twice. Definitely. Now. You know, if I could go back a little bit to MMA, and obviously you're very well known as far as the, the tough house and being on the ultimate fighter, but most importantly, uh, Dan Semler knows you uh, probably for the rest of his career and the rest of his life and been the highlight reel. What do you think, looking back at that not, that huge knockout of him? I mean, unfortunately for him, it happened to him. But at the same time, you know, that – that gave me a like guaranteed job, you know. I, I believe, you know, I think my personality helped and stuff like that, and my talent. But at the same time, that that knockout was extremely brutal. It's still usually on the top five most brutal knockouts in UFC history, at least for the Ultimate Fighter. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, it's. I'll be honest, Dan Silver is kind of a wasn't the nicest to me before that, so I didn't feel too bad about it. But at the same time, it definitely changed his life forever. Hmm. So. Definitely. So how was Dana White, basically? You know, is he, the, is he the guy that we all see on TV, you know, the loud, boisterous, uh, basically he doesn't take any shit kind of guy, or is he you know, actually a cool guy when you kind of get him alone? Uh, he's, a, he's a business guy, you know? Uh, I don't know. I don't know really what else to say. You know, <laughs> he's not a good guy. I wouldn't say he's a horrible guy, I guess. But at the same time, so he just he, wherever the money is, he'll go, and that's about it. You know, he, he when I worked for him, he was nice enough. But uh, I, I think the way they handle business sometimes is extremely unprofessional. I think you would agree and everybody else would agree. At times, they're extremely unprofessional, you know. Oh, oh no doubt. You know, or, or maybe they treat one athlete better than the other, you know. But uh, other than that, you know, uh, you know, Dana White, I'm not a, I'm not a fan. He, he has very unkind words for me, and, uh, you know, I just – not too much of a fan. Hmm. I don't think a lot of people are, to be honest. Uh, I don't think he's got too many fans out there. Yeah, you know, I've actually wrestled in a, a couple crowds. I actually wrestled in New York just the other day when I wrestled Cody Rhodes. And uh, part of the crowd started chanting, you know, uh, fuck Dana White. You know, and, you know <laughs> fuck Dana White. Fuck, you know. And uh, it wasn't the first time. That's happened a couple other times, you know, certain crowds. So, you know, he's definitely not a fan amongst my fans, you know. <laughs> I'm sure he hears that uh, a lot, too. So how was it working with Cody Rose? And you obviously you worked for a House of Glory. So what was it like working with Cody? Uh, it was it was good. You know, Cody's got a wealth of experience. You know, he, he lived, grew up in the business. So, uh it was good. Uh, style-wise, you know, he's just, it's a lot more uh, of that old-school style, like, oh, I'm going to spit water in your face or, 
you, you know, kind of even. You know how there's like, like you know how I wrestle, and then like there's more of that like WWE style, like yeah. the five up with the three, you know, clotheslines or forearms, you know, and, and that kind of stuff, like that formula that I personally will not. I, I just hate abiding to it. It just seems just I don't know. I just hate it, but uh. But uh, but you know it's just uh, so it it was good though. We had a great match, had a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, you know it was just a lot of we did a lot of like more WWE stuff. You know. Yep. Like he like he spit like he spit water in my face. <laughs> you know, and, and, he, and he hit a little fire up on me. More the know? sports more more the sports entertainment aspect of it than the pro it, wrestling. It, exactly, but at the same time, it's Cody Rhodes. The crowd, you know, Cody Rhodes could have wrestled one of the guys in the crowd, and that crowd would have been crazy. They were chanting Dusty Rhodes before we even shook hands. They're like, hmm. "We love Dusty," and I'm like, "This is ridiculous." It's like, but uh, but at the same time, it was a very cool experience, you know. Absolutely, yes, and you know, you probably had the opposite experience when you were in the uh, Battle of Los Angeles tournament for PWG when you were wrestling Kyle O'Reilly because. He tries to uh, do a more of a pro wrestling MMA style. I know he trains a lot of BJJ and stuff. So, what was it like wrestling a guy like Kyle O'Reilly over there for PWG? Awesome. That match, me and him didn't like call anything. We just basically went after and fought each other, and we had a finish in mind. And yeah, it was really good. It was really easy. Kyle, Kyle's amazing. I'd love to wrestle Kyle again tomorrow. Or the next day, whatever. Kyle, Kyle's really good, really talented. I feel like he's blending in kind of what you're doing as well, like blending in more realism, more of the pro wrestling, more of the submissions into it. He, he still has definitely more of a pro wrestling aspect to his MMA. He does do a lot of MMA stuff, and his submissions are good. But, you know, he still does, like, like, instead of just, like, he'll leg kick you, but then he'll, like, hit the ropes and then leg kick you again, you know? <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, and he did it to me, and, you know, in real life, it's like, when I just, I, he's getting a running start, I should just move or check this, you know? But, <laughs> but pro wrestling, you know, but it looked good, you know? It looked good, and then he hit something afterwards. It, it was good stuff, you know what I'm saying? Uh yeah, you know, but he he's good. He's got more of a pro wrestling MMA style, but it's still very believable and still hard hitting, good, great stuff. I, I like I said, I'd wrestle tomorrow at RP. It was good stuff. And PWG kind of is awesome too. So yeah, what was that crowd like? Were they crazy? They, they were crazy. Better the probably, probably the best crowd. There's like a couple crowds I've wrestled in front of that are just amazing. The New York City crowds and the New York crowds for Evolve and even in Boston are good. Beyond the crowds are really good. PWG the crowd was amazing for Boa. Uh, amazing, they like just out of control. And then uh, one that was shocking was I wrestled for the I wrestled. The Tennessee in Tennessee for the Scenic Invitational. Hey, Chris Hero was there. Anthony Henry, uh, Leo Rush, uh, a bunch of guys were in the tournament, and crowds crowd was on fire. It, it was a really really good show. 
So those those were the big ones that really stand out though crowd wise, like just big crowds and and even uh, of course WrestleMania weekend, those crowds are humongous as well. Do you ever get uh, surprised by some of the wrestling crowds? I mean, obviously, you know, you've been more used to the MMA crowds. Do you ever get surprised about, you know, how passionate and how different they are? Uh, no. I usually get a heads up just by the time I get there, you know, and I can just read the crowd, you know. And sometimes I go out in front of a crowd. you got to realize, you know, even though I'm, like, pretty – like, you do your homework, so you know who I am. But some people don't know who I am. Like, they just, that's the local indie show, and they have good talent that comes in, and they that's all they know, you know, and they watch WWE, you know? But then, like, I come in, and they're like, who's this guy, you know? Like, I went to AIW a month ago in Cleveland. I'm actually wrestling there again this weekend. But I wrestled there, like, a month or so ago, and nobody knew who I really was when I came out. And by the time I was done wrestling, you know, they were chanting, please come back, you know? So right. they're like, that's usually my goal when I go to a place that, like, especially when I go out and they don't make, a, like, a big pop for me, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to make sure you guys know who I am by the time I'm out of this ring, you know? <laughs> and you wrestled Jeff Cobb, who's uh, becoming a, a little bit of a star in the Lucha Underground world. So what was wrestling him like? It was good. I wish we would have had a little more time to go over stuff. You know, even though I don't like to call too much, he literally got off the plane, got his suitcase, and got like an Uber right to the building, and got dressed, and got in the ring, and we wrestled. He got <laughs> like he literally he. We didn't talk about anything. We just it's like your way, your whatever. That that was about it, you know. And it was a good like twelve minute or fifteen minute match. Wasn't great, you know. It, it, I wouldn't say it wasn't great. It wasn't as good as it could have been because he was definitely tired from being on the plane. He said that to me during the match, and uh, and just you know, there there's a couple variables, you know. But other than that, that match was great. You know, I got the please come back chance there. You know, and Jeff Cobb's been there since. I've just been book solid, so I haven't been back out to Chicago yet, but hopefully soon for AAW. And, you know, it's funny. You mentioned that the crowd, maybe they didn't recognize you or, or they, they weren't as familiar with you, but I remember this is going back probably about five years or so. I got to think of when it was, but. I recognized you in the crowd. You were at a strike force show here in New Jersey, Fedor versus Bigfoot. I don't know if uh, you remember that night. I do remember that night. It was Fedor's fight where he got beat up by uh, Bigfoot. Bad. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Bigfoot. that was a tournament. Yep. Bigfoot may have been on uh, some steroids because he weighed about 300-something pounds that night. But <laughs> It was a different time in mixed martial arts. Oh, yeah. To some, to some to Vitor Belfort and Bigfoot Silva, it was a better time. For sure. Yeah, look, look at them now, uh, post-steroid. They're not really uh, doing too well. Yeah. That'll happen. So, oh, yeah. So, I'm always curious, especially with you, because you've done wrestling, you've done MMA. If you could make a choice, let's say, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, would you automatically have jumped into pro wrestling, or do you still, 
or would you have still done the MMA route first and then went into pro wrestling? Well, the money in MMA was really good for me. You know, like I was making about like twenty five and twenty five when I got fired from the UFC. So when I was fighting, you know, if I fought like three times a year and won three fights, you know, just from that I was, you know, making like a buck fifty, and that wasn't even including sponsors, you know. Hmm. So you know, I was. And I only had to fight three times a year, you know, and I had a lot of spare time to hang out with the family and do that kind of stuff. So fighting, fighting was kind of convenient, you know. But when uh, I got fired from the UFC and started fighting for smaller shows and fights just kept falling through or the money kept falling through or what have you, and I'll be honest, like I've said it before, I was watching WrestleMania and watching Daniel Bryan win it, and I was like, you know what, Daniel Bryan's legit. He's got a good style. You know, I've been watching him over the years. I was like, he's got a good style. He uses a lot of MMA techniques. And I was like, I think I could do it better. And and I don't mean this negatively towards him. He's awesome. He's amazing. But I, I felt like I could make it not even better, I would say that word, but make it more believable. Make it look like, wow, he just killed that guy. Is he going to get the win? You know, kind of, even kind of like a Nakamura. When you watch Nakamura wrestle, you're like, he just gave that guy a concussion. Hmm. You know, and like, and that's that's what makes him special. That's what makes you know. That's and that's what I want to try to make me special. Other than my charisma and character, I want people to realize like how dangerous I am because I am. You know, but actually not kill anybody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And do you see, you know, Lesnar? kind of returning, and do you see Lashley kind of dominating there in Bellator? Do you think that the door is still open for you, if possible, to do MMA a little bit but still be involved with Evolve? Oh, yeah, I could definitely do MMA and still be wrestling for Evolve. I, I, the, the big thing with me, though, and I, I've explained this to other people because I've been offered fights, on, you know, in China and other places, and even in the United States, and it's like and the thing is, it's not that I don't want to fight, but it's like I really don't want to like cut the weight. And what if my opponent gets hurt, so there's no fight, you know? Or mm. I get hurt, and then I can't wrestle or do anything, you know? It, the thing I like about wrestling is you're working with people, not against people. You know, it's a friendlier environment, and I get to work three times a week at least, you know. And that was my biggest qualm with you know, MMA is like, yes, granted, three times a year is great for work, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you get, you ride that high for like a week of interviews, fights, this, that, the other thing, you're at the event, blah, 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 you're, you know, you fight, it's all about you, get paid, and then you don't get paid for another like three, four months, and you don't get on TV for another three, four months. Nobody interviews you for like three, four months because you know you're not you're not fighting, you're not important right now, you know. Well, professional wrestling, it's like you're wrestling every weekend, you know. So something's always going on, something's changing. The belts are always changing hands. There's always there's always action. That's the best part about professional wrestling, and there's always people talking. There's always rumors and everything. It's great. <laughs> the wild, wacky world of pro wrestling, that is, you know, without a doubt. But as I start to wind it down a bit here, 
you know, obviously you're pretty young in the wrestling end of your career, but you've wrestled so many good guys, and we mentioned before having good chemistry with a guy like Chris Hero, or we didn't even mention good matches with T.J. Perkins, Cedric Alexander, Ricochet. I mean, the list goes on and on with these amazing matches you've been able to have, but do you have a favorite match you've had before, or maybe a couple favorite matches that really stick out to you? Yeah, I have a couple favorites. A couple favorites would have to be uh, Cedric Alexander match was really good. The one I had with him. I wrestled Trevor Lee the next day. I enjoyed that. I'll be honest, man. I enjoy most of my matches. It's really hard to pick a favorite. Because even the matches with Chris Hero, like the last two I've had with him were both awesome, you know. Uh, I've had a great match with Tommaso Ciampa at Beyond Wrestling. I had two great matches with him. You know, uh, you know, uh, yeah. It's just, it's just so many matches. But I would say Cedric Alexander's a good one. The Tommaso one for Beyond. Uh, Trevor Lee, TJ Perk. Yeah, like, you listed a bunch of them. Like, those those are great. Chris Hero, they're, they're all great matches, and a bunch of them are free on uh, YouTube right now. So, you should probably go check that out. Or Flow. They're probably free on Flow Slam. Go. Yep. Everyone out there has definitely uh, check those out for sure. You know, you mentioned so many good wrestlers. Is there one guy that sticks out to you as, like, basically your favorite opponent or the best chemistry you've been able to have? Would that be a guy like Chris Hero? You know, Chris Hero is definitely really good. It's really easy to work with him. Uh, I would say the best chemistry I've had with anybody, and I, I don't think I even mentioned his name, out of the, is uh, Tracy Williams. Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams. He's part oh, of the yeah. catch point with me. I have, I've had three matches with him, and from our first match to our last match at WrestleMania, they were all they were all great. You know, if anything, that's one match I'm hoping to get sooner than later. I know we're on the same team, but that's kind of like what catch point does. So. Oh yeah, we we kind of didn't even uh, mention catch point before. Obviously, a pretty good faction over there and evolve. Yeah, not bad. Some people like us. We sell some T-shirts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Cruiserweight Champion, you know, in the WWE, TJP was in the catch point unit. Well, he yeah, was. He's the first ever Cruiserweight Champion. You know, he's a catch point member. You know, good. so. Which is good, yep. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty big deal. I would also say we're probably like the best looking faction <laughs> and probably the most original, original faction hmm. of the Indies. Can, uh, can't argue with that. Yeah, now, thank you. I was just wondering with this one, but would Nakamura be kind of a dream match for you, or is there somebody else that you can think of that would kind of be like your dream match of a guy that you definitely want to wrestle before, you know, it's all said and done in your career? I want to wrestle Shibata. Oh, good one. That's who I've, I've seen some tape. The guy looks ruthless. You know, I, I think I could really mix it up with him. I, you know, I don't think we would talk too much prior to and I think it would be fire. I think, I think that that would be a feud that could go on for a very long time and 
would be profitable for everybody involved. Uh, but like that, that's one that I really want. Nakamura is definitely up there. But if I had to pick dream match, mm. and I've said it before, I don't know if I can pull it off. But you know, I always like to set unrealistic dream slash goals for myself. You know, I feel like it pushes me, and even if I don't achieve it, just trying to achieve it, I usually achieve good to great things. But uh, so my goal, my dream match is Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and I retire him. Nice. That's my goal. That's my goal in professional wrestling. I don't care if he's 50 and I'm 40, whatever. But I just, you know, I I want to retire Brock Lesnar for professional wrestling at WrestleMania, or maybe he retires me. As long as you know something cool happens, you know, we have a great match. Or or even for that matter, Nakamura. I mean, he's at the same level. But I think uh, I I really think me and Brock wrestling wise could really just mix it up extremely well. I know he's a little bigger than me. Probably has like seventy pounds on me. But at the same time, you know, I have a lot of good attributes, and I think our styles would mesh extremely well, kind of like a Kurt Angle-Brock Lesnar match, but I have more submissions, you know? That's definitely something to uh, wet the old palate and something that we could hope for for you. And just as we're about to wrap here, we just kind of like to get the old crystal ball out Shake that bad boy up. And even though you're about one year into your wrestling career, we like to look about five years down the road. And you've mentioned a bunch of names that if the listeners don't know who they are now, they will because everybody who you've mentioned is on the rise, including yourself. But where do you see yourself in five years in the wrestling business? Is it going to be on top of the mountain, maybe taking on Brock Lesnar to WrestleMania? Or do you think that there's something out there for Matt Riddle that we all don't even know what's going on yet? I think I think five years down the road, I mean, that's – I don't know what could happen in five years because I know a lot of big things are going to happen by the end of this year, and even bigger things are going to happen by, like, halfway through next year. So, like, uh, so five years down the road, I would imagine I'm on top of – the professional wrestling world, and not just the independent professional wrestling world, but I would say I'm, like, probably the best wrestler, greatest wrestler in the entire world planet. Debatable, of course, because it's professional wrestling. But uh, I think at that point, my name will be very well known throughout the world for wrestling and mixed martial arts, just very well known. Yes, that's that's awesome. But in wrestling, remember, it's a universe. In wrestling, so hopefully it's going to be the uh, maybe on top of the universe. But Matt, before we let you go, why don't you share? <laughs> You're killing me. You like that on the universe, right? Yeah, I got it. I got it. We got. You know, I just haven't been up to date with my WWE universe stuff. You know, I'm more of the. Yeah, do they call it the indie universe? No, no, I would say that's like that's like uh, the world. The indies are the yeah, world. I'm like, yeah, I'm like it's the indie world. You know, I'm like yeah, the yeah. world. You know, there's no See, like, universal Lucha... title. You know, there's world Ex- titles on the indies. Exactly, like Lucha, they're in the underground. Indies, they're out there in the world. WWE Universe. That's why I said 
we don't know if there's going to be something else that could be even bigger than the universe uh, in five years. I, th- I, th- I think we got something bigger than the universe coming sooner than later. <laughs> now that's a cliffhanger. Big things are coming. Big things are coming. Awesome. Well, please, uh, before we let you go, share with the listeners of the two-man power trip just where they can find anything and everything in the world of the one and only Matt Riddle. Yeah. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, Riddle Tough 7 you know, uh, and then uh, Facebook, Matthew Riddle, Instagram, I think I'm, uh, you know, uh, yeah, just Riddle Tough 7 you know, Riddle JB. I'm, I'm all over the place. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitch because I play video games. I'm pretty good. Nice. That's All right. We'll definitely. We'll definitely do that. Well, this has been a ton of fun, and obviously nothing but the best from us. We hope. Uh, we hope to see you out there, out and about, and uh, making a bigger name for yourself in wrestling. We've been. Uh, we've been waiting for the big things, and we're seeing it happen. So, all the best from the Two Man Power Trip. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. You guys have- Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling, What the World is Downloading.